Who never do for do? Yeah, wings with friends. Ah, wings with friends. You got to get the wings to be with the friends. Shoot, do ba do boom ba boom. Enough of that, Corey. I hope you got those those sandals fixed that you had that time when I saw you. Oh my gosh, you remember my sandal broke, right? Yeah, you had to thug it out the whole time with one sandal that was like you were stuck with that one sandal, like. I went and bought another pair. But I mean, that day you were stuck walking and sliding that foot, that other foot, because it was completely broke, ripped up through the bottom. Like it was done. That must have left such an impression on you. because It did. That's what I remember. I remember that about you. I remember. I remember how cool you are, how funny you are, (laughs) and that you had that fucked up sandal and that you were just sliding it and making it work. And you still were just having a good time. Like, what's up, everybody? I look like a wounded gazelle. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Definitely, yeah. I have a hard, actually that reminds me, I have a bad time with shoes because I was at Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento last month and apparently I packed two different shoes. Thank goodness one was a right and one was a left, but they were both like strappy black heels, but like one inch higher and I was on stage like limping. Oh my God. You know, people just look at your feet. They like, they, they look at you and I'm like, oh, they know, they know. Oh yeah, yeah, they know. Especially, yeah, especially if they, if they like feet or they, or they notice it or whatever, they know. Even if they just look and whatever, you know, they'll know. They're checking you out. They're checking oh you out. Yeah. That is so funny. Well, Corey Rodriguez, welcome to Wings with Friends. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We are so glad to have you. I'm just here chatting with my old friend, Corey Rodriguez. Um, hi, how are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm glad to be here. Finally, we I connected. I've been wanting to do this podcast forever. I wanted to do this podcast live. Um, the times I have seen you live, the few times that we have been in each other's presence, it always seems like such a fun time. There's always a group of people doing your podcast. I've never been invited. And then once we separated and we were apart from each other, you're like, hey, why don't you do the podcast? And I'm like, yeah, I'm jealous that other people were sitting on a stage with you doing it at these festivals that we've been at. So I'm glad to just uh, finally be here in, in short. <laughs> now I feel that you're so nice. Um, yes, I think every time I see you, it's at Big Pine. And the first, um, I think it was actually it was my second Big Pine. But it was like 2018. And everybody was like, oh, you need to have Corey. Corey is a wing guy. And I was like, hey, I heard you like wings or something. And we were all just chilling in the um, that one hotel lobby. And it was yeah. just, it was late. And I was just like, hey. And you're just like, yeah, whatever, girl. And then um, that was it. <laughs> And then the next year, I was like, okay, I got to get you this year. But then I think you were leaving. No, I know they all really meld together for me. Uh, for yeah, me. I think you just had other people you'd rather have on your podcast at the time. And then now you just made it sound really good. Like, no. oh, yeah, you were just like, whatever, girl. And I just did these things. But yeah, it was like, I, I don't just- book when, when, when they let me have a live show. I don't book the talent. <clears throat> like the show says, these are the people who are available. Here's who you can have. So uh, well, let's, we can just get over it, I guess. Okay, I'm over it. I'm here now. So that's what matters. I'm here now and <laughs> nobody else is here. So I get you all to myself. Um, I get the mind, the crazy mind of Mary all to myself, so. So, you know, I can do whatever I want on this podcast. We can have another episode face-to-face next time we're in the same city. So I promise you we will do that. Um, So, Corey Rodriguez, you are a comedian. You're a Boston comedian. Tell us a little bit about you. Who are you? What makes you so special, Corey? Um, I think what makes me special. What what makes me special? That's weird. No one's ever asked me that. I know. Um, I'm not even being sarcastic. Like, why are you so special? No, I'm like, why are you so special? You know what I'm gonna do? I'm in my I'm in my studio right now, my little my creative space, but my dryer is also down here. I'm gonna it's on right now, and I'm gonna stop it. Okay. Uh, so it's not like so you don't just hear clothes rumbling in the background. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, I've had that happen. I've I've had that pick up my I have had my washing machine pick up on the podcast. Yeah. So. Uh, what makes me special is, is such an open question. I feel like it's a very interviewee question. Um, like, uh, like, like, uh, like a very job interviewish question. That is, um, one of those ones that's weird to answer. Um, 
what makes me special in what capacity let's 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 narrow it down a little bit <laughs> um I'll, how about if i tell you what makes you special <laughs> okay it's not and, <laughs> no like you're you're a really funny comedian uh okay. you're you're from the east coast so you have like this you you sound like you're from boston uh, okay. I, I think you're really funny. I think you're really nice and kind, even though like you might be a little intimidating if somebody doesn't know you. Mm -hmm. um, and how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, it'll be it'll be um, it'll be 15 years. What are we in 2021? Right. It'll be 15 years in May. Wow. That's that's uh, that's that's quite a time. Yeah. 15 years. So I think all those things make you pretty special. I've seen you on dry bar. Uh, mm -hmm. you do, you tour around the country. Um, you go to some really cool exotic places to do comedy. I think that's right. really special. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. I, I, that that's cool. I did, I did dry bar. I did Conan. I did, uh, an Epic special during the pandemic. Um, I did the Mike Huckabee show, which is, uh, uh I wouldn't expect to do, but I went and did Huckabee, which was pretty cool. Um, but wait, let's put a pin in that for one second. Okay. What would be, um, what, in your perception, what's um, pretty intimidating about me if you didn't know me? You said I could be pretty intimidating if someone didn't know me. Um, like, because there was a time I didn't know you. So I'm okay. like, oh, you know, like, I, let me, you know, I'm, I, I'm always intimidated by like comics. I don't know. I can tell you're an established comedian, you know, so I never know how. Um, those guys are going to kind of receive me if they're going to be nice or if they're going to be kind of like a lot, of, a lot of dudes are they're dicks, you know, oh, so it, yeah, it's right. kind of weird. So, so um, I think you have like an, an uh, a, a stern look or an intense eyes. So if you wanted to, <laughs> you know, like if you wanted to, to like, you could, but then when you smile, it's like, oh, okay. You know, like that's why. You couldn't see Mary what she was doing, but because uh, we're we're right now, she was just doing a. Um, she was like, if I was to lean forward aggressively, that it would it, it could it I could be somebody. It could be intimidating. I think yeah, I, I think that's fair for many people. Uh, so, so it's it's because I could my eyes are stern. I have no, started. I don't know. See, now I've done, I'm digging myself in a hole. But, no, no, um, no. I'm, I'm, listen, this is your perception. I, and I'm not, I'm not ragging on you or anything. I promise. Um, I'm just also, curious on what you, on what you, you thought. You're tall and you're like, you're a big guy. Like you're muscular. Like you're not somebody, I'm sure people don't mess with you. Do they? Like nobody's going to be like, right? Like, do you get people like messing with you like that? No, not like that. I'm not very tall, but I am. I am muscular. Have I'm I not tall, but I'm muscular. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're not remembering. But no, in in the picture frame on Zoom, I probably look tall. My frame. I've been told I have the frame of a six five guy, torso up. You know what I mean? But I'm not like I'm just big. I'm a bigger guy, but like I'm not like I'm a bigger guy, but I'm 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 real. I'm legit five eight. Are you serious? Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. drunk like every five, time we hung out at the festival. Yeah, I'm legit like five, I'm legit like five eight, but I'm I'm oh. I'm not small by any means. You no, know what okay. I mean? Okay, so you are somebody I would say. Can you walk me to my car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. Can you fair, dark? Fair can you please walk me to my car? So, uh, so that. <laughs> I just asked what makes you so special. Um, yeah, I know. And then you were like, you could be pretty, uh, yeah, I'm intimidated if you don't know you. But yeah, so, so, all right. So I just was curious on what was in your head, what your perception was. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so the things that you mentioned, those things um, happened. And I, as I mentioned, I did, uh, I did an epic special during the pandemic. I also, during the pandemic, did um, the Mike Huckabee show, which was kind of crazy because. The politician, Huckabee? The politician, yeah, the dude who ran for president. His daughter, Sarah Laura, Huckabee Sanders. Yes, I did a Laura, great impression. Of yeah, her. yeah. So she was, which was crazy, but um, so like doing that show, they had hit me up because I think they saw my dry bar, you know, and it was like so much work came from working, you know, doing a clean, doing something clean. So, um, they hit me up and were like, "Do you want to do the show?" I was like, "Yeah, I'll do the show." And and um, I, I was I had a level of hesitance to do the show yeah. only because it was like politically that's not my where I kind of lie, but it didn't really matter. You know what I'm saying? It was like, I was like, hey, you know what? Like I do these, I work cruise ships. And so uh, 
you know, many of those people I'm sure we have political different political views with as well. It's just Republicans that, need entertainment too. Well, yeah, that's the thing. And it's just like at the end of the day, going to a show like that though, it was weird for me going to a show where you don't potentially agree with even things that the host says, and then you're going on a show to do that. So does it show bad for me? And then I just thought about like all the people back in the day that have been on shows where they definitely don't agree with the sentiment of the show, but it's the people that you're reaching outside the show. So it wasn't like I was there in support of like all of his thoughts and views. I'm here for that. It was almost like I want to reach the other people that are there watching that show. <clears throat> if that I makes sense that. at all, you know what yeah. I mean? Well, it's kind I of a leap that. to do that, you know? It's like I get that on a couple levels because one, I feel like we're also entertainers. You're working. It's like it's a job, and and if if they're paying you to come and perform and entertain them, like that's what you do. But two, I think it it also kind of highlights something that people have been missing for a while, and that's we can we can have different opinions and still coexist. And Very I think true. in the last few years, it's gotten like no, and. I can see why. I mean, I get frustrated, but I think with those two things, I'm like, yeah, I would do that show. Like, oh, here's my uh, picture of me doing an impression. Because if I scowl, I can look like her a little bit. We did a, <laughs> we did a show. We did two episodes of a show That's that funny. was all political. You know, anyway, <laughs> Mary is Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Um, right. But that's cool. That is well, cool. Well, let, let me say this too, though. Yeah. So the reason like kind of like breaking it down the reason it was kind of tough is because it's like this it's a weird position to be in when it's like okay yeah you want to work and you want to do what you do we want to perform right but the weird position is is like do you fund do you like if you fundamentally don't agree with some things that a person is saying do you still put your art beyond that or because it's okay to have differences of opinion right but like you don't want to like, it's like a weird thing to like go somewhere where you're like, I don't agree with what this person says on their show. Do I want to go there and, and be on said person's show? So that was the thing that I had to get over in my own mind. It was just things that he had said, like even like on the show that day when I was there, like he, he um, satellited in, but like Hannity was there the same day. And so, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't agree with a lot. Hannity just a, like a, like a, you know, shit starter. You know what I mean? He's yeah. always firing things up that I completely disagree with. So I'm on the same show and this dude's following me after the show Hannity's on, you know, he's he's coming up next. Now here's what's the crazy thing. That show comes on the Christian Network, okay? It comes on TBN. Mike Huckabee comes on TBN. First of all, meeting him, you know, politician, he's smooth, like he's smooth. Met him backstage, he's quoting my jokes before I went out there. They don't even know what set I'm doing. They don't know anything I'm doing. He's He's quoting stuff that they either briefed him on or he watched or whatever. Yeah. He's like, oh, man, this joke that you did at this place and this joke you did. He's like telling me the jokes, laughing like that's totally me. That's how I am, you know. And so we're laughing like that before, you know, before the show starts. And then uh, he just he was just a nice, nice dude. Um, and then uh, after doing that show, the amount of people that hit me up, like the amount of followers that I got, the people that joined my mailing list and the amount of people that followed me was more than like triple Conan. You know what I mean? It was crazy. It was weird, but it was just like a lot of people watched that show and what? a lot of people connect. Like they were hitting me at like to follow me and to come see shows later. I got more traction from that show on the Christian. You would never think though. You'd be like, what? It makes sense like, though, because there's new, who are they going to hire? You know, like, like they need entertainment too. And there's like a need and a demand. And it's like, that's why, you know, and we get through, through Arizona, we get a lot of like Christian comics or, you know, Republican or conservative comics. They sell out because yeah. this, we don't really cater to that. Right. Comics don't really cater to that. That's so clean, conservatives clean. It's, it was crazy that you you would think that you go do Conan or something like that. It would be crazy, right? Like yeah. the, the influx, the attention, or whatever. Way more from TBN from that. The amount of people that join, the amount of people that follow. Then it airs on Newsmax as well. People hit me up from Newsmax because that next. So every time it runs, I know I would know because my thing would fill. You know, when you look at your feed, and it's just like follow, 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 follow. Never happened to people. me, but I hope. But well, I'm just saying, like it, that, that's what was that's what was happening, you know. 
you look at it and there's a hundred new people following you or something. You're like, oh, I guess they watched the thing. It's funny, you know? I mean, that's really cool though. I mean, that's, that's kind of what we want. Um, so fascinating. Yeah. Um, now I need to, I want to look that up now. Um, so <laughs> even from before I met you, people were like, you have to have Corey on your podcast because he's a wing guy. And so that's when I started following you. Tell me, where did this come from? Like it's, I know is it's in your, some of your jokes and I know I followed your stories when you're like having wings, different places, like, yeah, like wings. So yeah, I do. I love wings and, and just having food at different places is something I do. Like if I'm working on a cruise ship or something and I get to some island, I always get off and find out where the food is, the authentic food there. You know, I go around where the locals are eating and I go find some good food and I eat it. You know, I ate a guano one day. Crazy. Right. Uh, it wasn't good the way I had it, but I will never I, I will never eat it that way again. Iguana? Yeah. Oh. I had it in like a in like a stew. It was so gross. Because the muscles were so like tight and stuff, and it just looked like a. You ever see that like uh like that Body World exhibit that they yeah. have at like um, oh. you know where you can see like the people like in different motions and stuff. Like the iguana was so like muscly like that, and he was like you could just see the fibers in his muscles, and like as I was ripping him apart, it was like, and I was like, oh god, it was, it was just gross. Anyways, it wasn't good. Yeah. I still ate it. I ate some of it just so you know to say I ate it, but um. As far as wings go, yeah, I talk about wings. I talk about them um, in some of my shows and stuff. Just because a lot of people think they can cook wings and they and they can't. A lot of people undercook wings, and it bothers me, you know. And it, and it's like a lot of places you go eat, they don't make the wings. They're not thoroughly cooked, and it really bothers me. It's like, why are you selling these undercooked wings? So everywhere I go, I always say, "Well done," and then. I say well done and people are like crispy, you know, so either the place calls it crispy or well done right and so. it's like I hate that I have to say that when I go somewhere, but you have to you know and. Um, i've always I, wings is one of those things that people like love to say that like this place has the best wings ever and it's like <laughs> do they really like. You, whenever you go there and follow up when someone says that, rarely is it, rarely is it like on point. That's because so what, what ends up happening with it is like when people say that they just found some sauce that they like, they'll be like, they have a garlic palm or they have like a, and all it was was like, they found some sauce with some seasoning on it that like blew their mind. It may be something that you've already had before, or it was just a little spicier than they anticipated. And they're like, oh, they're the best wings, all, all the best wings around. And and um, I just I just I rarely agree with that because I it's it's not it's not difficult to make good wings if you have a good sauce and you cook the wings thoroughly. It's really not difficult. Um, so I think you can have really good wings at many places. I just don't think you'll have the best wings you ever had in the world, as people say, at these different places. So you told me to have some wings, right? Yes. So you're like, do some wings for the podcast. So of all places, yesterday I was doing a show. I was in Buffalo, New York, right? Home of the Buffalo wing. Oh. So I was up there working at a college. So I was like, I'm going to get wings while I'm up here, you know, specifically for the show. So. The way it worked out is by the time I got back, I had to go to Alfred, New York, but to do Alfred College. Uh, by the time I got back to Buffalo, mostly everything was closing. So um, like Duff's, which I've been to before, which is the spot that everybody goes to in Buffalo, New York, or the Anchor Bar. Mm -hmm. These are the two places that kind of compete with the greatest Buffalo wings, whatever. Yeah. So I've been to both these places, both of them good. I think I like Duff's better than Anchor Bar. All right, so I call, I can't get, I can't, everywhere is like, oh, we're closing now, we're closing now, because I had to drive back two hours from Alfred, New York to get to Buffalo. When I get there, so finally I call one of those places, this place called Smoky Bones. Uh, and I was like, hey, are you guys, you guys open? They're like, no, we close. I was like, do you guys, I know you guys, did you make, like, is there any any wings left over? Like, I really was going to do this way. I was like, do you have any wings left over or, or something? I'll just pick them up quickly. They're like, the kitchen's closed. They're like, the only thing we have here is a couple of, of DoorDash orders. We're waiting for the dashers to come get, pick up these orders. They said, <laughs> you know, they have till 12 o'clock. It was like 1149 at this time. She said, they have until 12 o'clock to come get these orders. If they don't come get them by 12, then, you know, we get rid of them. And I was like, all right, well, listen, uh, I'm close. 
I can come there and I and, and I could be there by 12. And then if they don't come, can I get the orders? And they were like, well, if you make it here by 12 and they're not here, sure, but it better be right at 12 because we leave right at 12, throw everything away, whatever. So 11.59, I'm outside waiting. I call him, I'm outside. I'm like, hey, I'm outside. I'm the guy who called about those dashers, the, 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 the uh, you know, the, the door dash stuff. Boom, they open the door, come in. There's three orders of, they were like, all we have is wings. This is what the lady says. I said, what? that's what I need, right? So randomly, I got all, I didn't even know what the fuck I was going to get or anything. I was like, all right, I'll pay for it. They were like, no, it's free. So I tipped the girl like 10 bucks. I took three giant orders of wings. So <laughs> these kinds, I, I these aren't kinds that I would have ordered, but it was, uh, actually, I took two of the orders and I left one on the table. I was like, I don't need all this shit. It was like late. It was 12 o'clock at night. So, or 12 and 12 midnight. So I got a, a wings 12 combo. I got mango barbecue and honey hot. So that's what oh. I had in Buffalo. Mango barbecue and honey hot. They're okay. I mean, the story was better than what the wings were. Uh, they were I okay. I love a good honey hot. And I haven't had it in a while. But um, <laughs> did, did this place, is, you said it was called Smoky Bones. Smoky so Bones. It sounded yeah. like it was an individual, not a, not a chain. Um, how did they cook their wings? uh they were they were not um they were not breaded uh they were not breaded they were just um they were just tossed in the sauce you could you know they just fried them up and tossed them in the sauce but they weren't breaded okay well mm -hmm. you know that brings me to your wing constitution let's figure this out first because then it'll help us go forward so i want to ask you about how you like your wings and then i'm going to ask you about what is the best wing you ever had maybe some notable ones. Um, but I do have to give an honorable mention to the Smoky Bones to like really help you out there at midnight, which is amazing. I feel bad for the door dashers, but it doesn't sound like they were coming anyway. They weren't coming. They weren't coming. Because they, they, those were getting thrown away at 12. I was in there at 12. So yeah, no, you did it right. So let me ask you, um, are you a drummy or a flat? See, this is tough. I'm sorry that it's a pain in the ass answer, but I like both. I'm a wing guy. I like the whole wing. I wish every place you went to made the wings full like you had to like a Chinese restaurant. The whole wing. I like the wing. I like I, I enjoy tearing up the drum, but I also enjoy, you know, I'm a type of dude. I put the wing in my mouth and come out with the bones. That's what I do. Like, you know, anybody who says they're a wing guy definitely does the full. I do the full thing. Know, yeah. And then I go back and crunch all the gristle off all the edges and everything. I take care of everything with well, all that extra seasoning is that. I go take care of all of that. Bum, bum, bum. You all can't see this, much. everybody, but his brow is furrowed. He is serious. He's not messing around. <laughs> Takes care of the whole wing. Okay, so do you dip in ranch or blue cheese? Neither or both? Um, I am, I am, prefer neither. Preferably neither. Okay. If the wings are not great, uh if the wings are not great i may dip them to see if the ranch or blue cheese is better and then i still have the desire for the meat so i will it'll just be blue cheesy or ranchy meat but i i am not i'm a i'm such a like i don't care you yeah. know what i'm saying it's hard to be like i love that a good or a really good blue cheese is really good but again it's one of those things where like they're like we make it authentically here. Sometimes it's really good, and then other times it's just some shit out of like a a Ken's blue cheese or something, like yeah. some random little package you flip open, and it's like it's it's who cares about that, you know? You're, you're no, I I, I hear you. Um, I think maybe I know the answer to the, all the questions now. Runny ranch <laughs> dressing. I don't care about runny ranch dressing. Like, why is this ranch dressing so runny? Can you put a little? substance to like uh, whatever go ahead what's Bobby, the next one he's angry yeah i don't want runny ranch i don't want watery ranch dressing like if i do dip it i don't want my i don't want it to be translucent falling back off the wing i want it to stay right. white when i eat it yeah so i love a good blue cheese though like the bob's mm -hmm. big boy blue cheese or whatever like just a good thick blue cheese okay do you eat the carrots and celery that come with it yes both yes okay um, so this is just ideal. What what would you prefer? Do you prefer a dry rub wing or a sauced wing? Sauced wing. Would you prefer your wing fried, baked, smoked, or grilled? That's another. That's a. That's a. That's a baby baby right there. I've had some all different ways. That is delicious. So smoke. You got to do it right to get it nice and. I like. I like a crunchy wing. 
but I also like a flavorful wing that's done. I've had some delicious smoked wings. Uh, fried, fried. I mean, I guess that's the go-to. You can you. It's it's harder to go wrong fried. The others leave room for you to fuck it up. I I make delicious baked wings. So so I haven't been to many restaurants or many places that make baked wings. I make them. Those are more homemade, and yeah. I go to people's houses and have some baked wings and stuff. Delicious. They do it right. Grilled, sure, if they know how to do it. Some people don't know how to grill. You know, it, you know, if you go, if you get to some good grilled wings, they're delicious. Healthier for you than, than um, you know, than fried. So. So you know. fried, and then if if you're doing it right, any of the others. I noticed the smoked ones. Usually, when you're smoking wings, they will do them um, the connected. You'll get the whole piece. Yeah. I've noticed that, like in Memphis and stuff. Um. The grilled, I think I like it if you could like bake it and then let's finish it off on the grill. Um, you know, like a, I like a combo, but yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, last question here. How many, how many wings could you eat? Oh, that's a good question. So not caring about my health, I could throw back, you know, not caring about anything. I could throw back probably 25, you know what I mean? Maybe maybe a couple more maybe i nah, know nah, that's about it right there i mean because at a certain point i had enough you know what i mean i'm like i'm done then i'm just taking one bite of each oh yeah you know, that's there like and i'm throwing it all of a sudden all the gristle still left at the ends because i'm not picky anymore you You're know about really enjoying really thoroughly doing it 25 that sounds good so 20, your, yeah, yeah. your wing if this was like a personality test what is the if um you said, you said both with drum or flat. So I would probably say you are a DFXVSF25 would be okay. the code to put like on your resume, on your LinkedIn, like what people want to know, like what kind of person you are. <laughs> I'm a DFXVS. I haven't really perfected this, but I do have, you know, anyways, there's Corey Rodriguez's wing constitution <laughs> uh, because it, it'll tell you like you know if you're eating with friends like you, if you're a flat you want them to be a drummy um you're am, what ambidextrous or or, or wing yeah. fluid you will eat either um anyway um so tell me about what what would you say are the best wings that you've had what whose wings what wings like stand out to you um there used to be this this uh, near the barbershop I used to work at. There was a nice, uh, nice soul food spot that had the nice full wings, big full wings, and um, delicious. They were fried up and they were delicious. I mean, just good, just basic fried, but seasoned. It was seasoned up in the batter uh, that she put on the wings. It was a light batter, seasoned up, it, perfect. Just it was just just perfect fried wings. You throw a little hot sauce on that, delicious. I don't need it. It's not over sauce. It's not too dry. Everything is good. It's like a juicy fried wing. Yeah. Um, those are probably some of the best that I've had. Um, and then throughout my life, I've had other good wings, but those stand out to me. But I have, well, for sure, I've had go to different places and have good wings. And sometimes wings are good based on your hunger level. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're really hungry. And you get that little little buffalo taste, you know. And some people fuck it up. Now you could go somewhere and they over. It's like, you're like, what is this? Why do they taste like this? Like, you know, you just do it wrong. The wings are, you know, like you you're eating the meat and, and it's like this meat's not fresh. This meat's not great, or like, whatever. Or they're too like. I what I don't like. Now I'm telling you, what I don't like is a is a mushy like. Like I don't enjoy soggy wings, like mushy yeah. wings, like like that's gross to me. I, I don't like slimy feeling, tasting wings, nothing like that. I don't like that. So I feel you there. And you're talking about how things are cooked. And I realize I love it when, and that's why I've kind of switched to dry rub wings because they end up being crispier. Sometimes when you get them sauced or if you're ordering them, they get soggy by the time you get them. Um, but I just love when the meat is like tender and juicy and then the outside is crispy and cooked. Yeah. Um, yeah. and if it's sauce, I want it sauced really quickly and then put on my plate. Um, yes. I don't yeah. like, I also don't like, um, very specific thing I don't like is 
too much skin to the point where like you'll be eating the wings and it's not like so they're not like cooked enough or sauced enough when like you look at the wing and you just see the whiteness and you can see what chicken like the chicken skin what it looks like I don't love that. I'm like, what is the this? Chicken had tattoos. You can see it. Again. Yeah, you can see everything. You, you can see that. You know what I mean? All the little like, oh, does this chicken have the chills right now? Why is it so bumpy? Like that, that like that chicken skin look like I don't love that. Um, and I don't love it when it's just too much extra, like when that meat. So I like it fried enough that that's tight. I don't like when that is loosey goosey, flippity floppity, like the skin on there like that, because that's not cooked enough for me on the outside yeah. I don't it's like what, what are you doing with this wing you just defined it because that's the difference that's why you have to get it uh well done fried hard or whatever yeah. because it's it's not gonna be it's not gonna have the right consistency the consistency's off and then I usually get it I get the reason I really get it well done is because when I pop it open when I pop the wings open you know I don't want to see it running I don't want to see anything running inside there's a lot of places you go you pop it open and you're like all around the knuckles around the joints you're looking at you like it's 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 red in here. It's pink. You're not supposed to eat pink chicken. What right. is this? They'll be like, no, check with the temperature thermometer. It's good. It's like it's not good. It's not right. Like you know, your brain says no. Forget it. I'm done. <laughs> and that's what I think. Like it's a it's a it's a really fine line because when you're eating wings, like it's very barbaric. You're eating meat off the bone. There's yeah. all the things. So it does. It needs to be like cooked well and presented well or else my appetite is gone like i can't yeah. i can't do it so huh you really brought out that I, I yeah i can see that i've been hungry enough mary that i've i've been in situations where i've been hungry enough where like you start eating the wings and then you realize like these aren't all the way done but there's parts of it that are done I've eating I've eaten the done part before. Like I've I've been like this part's done. And I've eaten the out like this is really crunchy. Like sometimes on the outside of the wing it'll be like hard and like cooked cooked and then you're like this is not done on this side. Like this is a, you know what I mean? Like I've been in that situation where I've done that, but that's not my MO. Like I I would typically yeah. send those back and probably not even have them there. It's like there's like there's like the quick wing places, there's the restaurant wings and they've got their own thing going on. And there's like fancy bougie wings. And like, you know, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different kinds. There's, um, there's a place right by me that does this fancy wing, but it's so good. It's, um, they do it confit style where they like cut the tendon and all the meat is at the top, like yeah. lollipop style. Yeah. They fry it in duck fat. Yep. And it's just really crispy and really juicy on the inside. And I think you just do a light seasoning and those are easy to eat because you can like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I am getting hungry, but I'm going to barbecue today. So I'm not eating some wings here. Um, <laughs> that is funny. So, uh, so I follow you on Instagram um, and, and Facebook, I think, but mostly on Instagram is where I watch you. I see a lot of really funny content. It seems like you're doing a lot of voiceover stuff right now. And that's maybe a little newer with the animals because I love the videos. Sometimes they make me sad. Um, but tell me a little bit about the content that you put out regularly. Um, Cause you do a lot with your voice. You're a voice guy, right? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. You said sometimes they make you sad. Some lady said to me today, I don't know. I don't know. She was, following me she said i put out one today it was, i thought it was funny it was like a turtle like eats another turtle or something and um she was like oh that's it i'm she was like i love your stand-up but i'm unfollowing you i can't take a male i can't take a, a male posting animals being uh being eaten or hurt for laughter so i can't take it this is like just stuff that males do i can't i was like what the fuck is this i just I was like, well, I was like, whatever. Like, I, I didn't feed that turtle to the other turtle. That was nature. That turtle was eating the turtle. Somebody recorded it. The turtle ate the little turtle. That was just part of what nature is. Like, I didn't, I didn't fucking set it up. It wasn't like I, that. Probably was a female turtle that ate the other turtle. How does she feel about that? It is weird that she said I can't take a male doing it. I mean, it's what for me. I was like, oh, I feel sad watching these animals eat each other, but I, I don't yeah. really care what gender puts it out there. Whatever. Like, yeah, I, I don't, whatever. I, I don't, I don't, I didn't, I didn't create the thing. I just do the voiceovers and, and, and imagine what they're thinking if it was me. They're so funny. Because they do it on Discovery Channel. Discovery has made millions and billions of dollars uh, telling us what animals are thinking. <laughs> I'm always, I'm always so, I'm always so fascinated when they're like, 
the snake knows the snake knows the other snake is there and the <laughs> snake is just being you know the snake is being coy now see her and it's like how the fuck you know she's being coy how you know her, her stomach's not itchy and she just went to the side real quick like oh i itched my stomach like how do you know that you know what i mean like they they yeah. get all we grew up we grew up just listening to these people tell us what the animals are thinking in these situations they tell you what a bee is thinking yeah. They'd be like, oh, the bee pollinates here, and he does that because he's very overprotective of the queen, and the, and they'll do anything to. And it's like you don't know that's what the fuck he's thinking. You don't know that for sure. That you haven't bad. broken down to that bee, but they tell us, and we take it. We're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they do. That's what they do. Overprotective. They were, you know what I mean? Like it's weird that we just like we grew up accepting that. So, anyways, I give them my own voices. Um, I do different content i play around i do like impressions and stuff so like i'll do like denzel like people would which send in questions everybody loves that like i feel like you're famous for your denzel impression wait let's stay on that for a minute have you did you start doing that at a young age like has denzel called you yet like what's what's going on there denzel's son did uh denzel's son had uh, had, had messaged me and then uh like um boris kojo's wife did because i had mentioned her in one of my denzels she had hit me up uh so like I had did that, I was doing that for a bit. And so I have to get back to doing more of those as well. Just mix, I just want to mix in a bunch of stuff. Like just have fun. I just, I kind of just started wanting to have fun with my content and being more consistent with it and putting things out. Because yeah. for a while I was doing different things, put a little bit out here, put a little bit out there. And it's funny, like as, the more you expose yourself, the more feedback you're going to get positive and negative. And so as you do that, you must, remember as a creative and this is for all the creatives that are listening to this uh you must remember that if you really want to do it just fuck them and just do it because like a lot of us comedians um i think we comedians especially i think we hesitate to do some things based on what we think our peers will think you know sometimes i think we're like oh they're gonna be like that's hacky or that's stupid or this person already does that i can't do it but it's like I, who cares if somebody already does something if you want to try it and do it i'm not saying you do someone's jokes but i'm saying like if somebody does voiceovers and you decide to do voiceovers if somebody does impressions and you decide to do impressions like sometimes as a comedian you're like oh they're already doing that they own that they don't there's mcdonald's there's burger king there's yeah. wendy's there's jack in the box so there's good White castle there's, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. but we get so, we get so narrow-minded and we're like, oh, and it's a great excuse to just not create. So we don't do it. And but it's like, peers, fuck that, create. Like our, yeah, thank you. Fuck that, create, just create, right? I, I, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, and our peers, they can be helpful for some things, but like, they're not your fans. They're not your- They don't teachers. matter. It, they no. don't matter. They yeah. matter because they want you want their respect, right? Yeah. You always want your peers respect. And there's always everybody and everybody's seen. There's always some comics. There's always some comics you're thinking of are going to be the ones that are like, that's shitty. That's not good. You're thinking about them thinking about you doing something fucked up. And you're like, they're probably sitting around saying that that's stupid, right? And you don't, you don't, you might not even verbalize that to anybody, but you know, in your head, you're thinking like, oh, whatever. They didn't like it. You know, but at the end of the day, you got to get over that because the people, the people, if the people like it and you're doing what you do. And if you like it and you're you're putting your creativity out there and you like it and you're trying to hone it and find it, just fucking do it. And then the more people that like it, the more eventually those people you thought were shitting on you or looking at you are like, hey, can I get on and do that thing with you? Can I do that with you? You know, so yeah. I. Um, I also tell myself this, I'm like, especially because even just to do stand up, I mean, it takes a little bit of like, hey, you got to uh, <coughs> courageous and get up there and do that. And it's like people can sit at home and talk shit about you. But when at the end of the day, you're sitting at home talking shit and I'm on the stage trying and living my dream and doing yeah. what I can, even if I fail, you know, I did it and you're just talking. So I try to remind myself that. And when I start talking shit, I'm like, Mary, you know, what are you doing? You know, yeah. So. Every um, once in a while, you check it. You got to check yourself because yeah. you can't help it. The game is—it's set up for you to, for you to feel some sort of way. The best comics in the world—they always—they get to this point where they will talk later and they'll say some of your favorite comedians ever. 
you know, they rise to success. And, and a lot of them will say like you, what you got to do is not worry about what everybody else is doing. You just worry about what you're doing, because the more time you spend worried about what somebody else is doing is the less time you can spend focused on what you want to do. Right. It becomes generic because you hear it so much. But at the end of the day, it's accurate. But they also went through it. You know what I'm saying? They went through it. So it's like it's not like they're they were it wasn't they weren't impenetrable to this shit. Yeah. It happened to them too. You just have to remember that. That's how they're that's why they're saying it. It's just easier for them to say it because they're on the other side of it now. Right. You know? So, but they all, you know, you hear that all the time. Oh, don't just, you know, you don't want to be talking shit. But it's true though. Like at the end of the day, if you notice in any scene, from what I've seen so far, and I don't know all the scenes and I don't know everything, but from in my from from, from my perspective, from what I've seen, the people who talk the most shit are the ones that are doing the least. They're the ones, the people who talk the most shit as comedians are the ones that don't get booked that much. It They're talking shit because they don't get booked that much, but they run together. They don't get booked right. a lot and they're talking shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, that's really good. That's that's a good- You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if you go to any, any blogs or logs or whatever, and you go onto the things, the ones who are always chirping, they're chirpy, yeah. chirpy, 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 they don't get booked. They, or, or it's not that they don't get booked. They do. They they actually. It's not the working company. You're not going to go in there and find all these people that are working a ton. And they're like, they're not the ones that are in there talking the most shit. Right. You know, um, things, speaking of the comments and I and like you said, I bet you with the with the Mike Huckabee show. And then you said even with Drybar, like the things kind of grew from there. Right. Like you started getting more fans and then how so it sounds like you do you read the comments or do you ignore them like how do you handle that as you've started to like grow your following and influence yeah i mean i'm not at a level yet where i don't read the comments there's not so many comments that i don't read them i mean there is on my dry bar stuff like i think one of my dry bar videos has like i did this joke about sunscreen i think that one of that that video alone has over 30 million views. I That's think. so amazing. Yeah, that one's crazy. And then the other ones collectively, it has over 40 million, you know, 40 million uh, it's generated over 40 million plus views on on like Facebook. And then there's more on YouTube and whatever. And then now on Instagram, but regardless, yeah, I go through and read some of those or whatever. But it's like, I don't know. It's like, it's cool. All I look at sometimes is, is like, I look at the masses, I look at the majority, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you go from there, but no matter who you are, no matter what you're talking about, someone's gonna, something bothers somebody. I did this joke about dogs. I was talking about my experience with my cousin's pit bull, my experience oh, yeah. with my cousin's pit bull. I was talking about it, joking about it, laughing about it, saying, you know, he takes care of the dogs, they're great dogs, but I was scared when I was there one time. And all you know, you know, there's like fifteen thousand, uh, you know, laughing up and thumbs up signs, and it'll be like four hundred, you know, uh, thumbs downs and and frowns, you know, and people are like, ah, oh, pitbulls are wonderful. You shouldn't be it's, saying this about pitbulls. Got a big following, <laughs> yeah. You know, that reminds me. This was one of my favorite moments um, when we were we were hanging out at Big Pine, and I think Mike Paramore was there, and he was talking yeah. about. Somebody, and I can't remember who it happened to, but somebody wrote a comment. I think it was on his dry bar that said, or maybe it was on your dry bar, but it was like, this is the only other comedian I like, uh, you know, other than Mike Paramore. But it was just funny because we were in the same space. Right. Somebody right. had written and it's like, do you know we talk, like we're right here. I don't know. Right, 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 right. really right. funny like to push it and to be, um, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm excited. I don't know when my dry bar special is coming out, but I recorded it in March. And um, no. I'm thinking about all those things because I'm like, oh man, people are probably going to say stuff. It's a girl. They're going to, you know, I, I was reading some of the comments for the some of the other women just to kind of get an idea. And I noticed that a lot of the comments say things like, she'll be funny someday, like, or she'll, she'll get better. <laughs> like, what a jerk thing, you know that's the tone of them is like that. And maybe I, maybe I'm being whatever. I don't know. I'm just worried. Um, sometimes I wonder what I think about stand up sometimes. And, and, and like, 
it's so weird. It's, 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 you listen to so many different podcasts and you listen to people talk about art and stuff. And it's like, it's so weird because it's almost like saying it's like, uh, and, uh, someone has an ugly baby, right? It's like wrong, right? Like if you're like, oh, that's not good because the same person you said is not good could be like, blow past you, you know, the next year they blow past you and they're like, what's not good, baby? Oh, I'm here and you're not, right? You know what I mean? They just leapfrog the shit out of you. So people are very, well, well, smarter people are very hesitant to talk a lot of shit about people that do, that do, you know, that are doing stand-up or whatever, if you're a stand-up, but, or in art in general. But I think, like, uh, I don't know. I just think that sometimes... I think sometimes like you can't judge like you can't say whether or not somebody is good as a stand up. I don't think like you can you don't get me wrong yeah. in confidence. You can say like that person doesn't do very well. Right. But like you can't say whether or not somebody is good or not. You might not like what they're doing. But here's something that you can notice. Here's what I notice: The impact that you have on the crowd, the impact that you have on the crowds that you're in front of. OK, is not people is not is that's not subjective right mm -hmm. the impact so if people are laughing if people are laughing you made those people happy if they're not laughing doesn't look like you made those people happy now whether or not you're funny or whether or not your jokes are awesome whether or not all that shit is a whole different thing but sometimes i think we should separate it and be like well what was your impact like how was your impact on that crowd how was your impact on the crowd you're in front of? If every time you get up, the people don't laugh, well, I don't know. I guess I'm not saying you're not funny, but your impact's not very uh, strong. Yeah. Does that well, make sense? Taking, yeah, and you're taking the personal. It's not personal. It's just here's the impact. Well, the job is to make the people laugh, right? Yeah. Are the people laughing? So then, because someone could be like, that person's really funny. It's like, all right, but the people aren't laughing. Like, if if you get up 10 times, and four of the times people laugh and six they don't, well, 40% of the time you're impactful. Maybe 100% of the time you're funny, but only 40% of the time are you impactful that you actually got the job done. So are you good at your job? I don't know. Maybe you'll get more impactful over time. I think some of our favorite comedians are pretty impactful most of the time. That's how you become the most successful. Not just the funniest, but like they fucked that crowd up. Right, right. You get what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yes, like, you're making me. I'm trying crazy. to separate it. Like I'm trying to separate the shit. Like because I don't want to be. We we we're you know we're always talking about oh this person's good they're not good this good that not they're not good they did this they did that they would but it's like did they do well in the crowd like that's not like am I saying I always get subjective and objective mixed up, <laughs> which is which is like not 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 question that's that is subjective subjective right all right. So, I'm like, okay, oh. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't fucking know. I get them mixed up all the time. I'm like, subjective, objective. I don't know. I, I maybe I use them. Objective, if I'm not wrong here, objective would be like, objectively speaking, black, white, yes, no. Okay. Objective is like, well, I think. I okay, yeah. Know. So then it's not subjective. If the people don't laugh and you went and did stand up, that's not subjective. You didn't do well. And that's probably the only objectivity we have is did they laugh, yes or no? Right. Right. Now, are you funny? Yes or no? That's where you get into murky waters. Yeah. Right. Where it's like, no, that motherfucker funny. They just didn't do well. They weren't impactful. That's why you'll hear people be like, they weren't good that night. But that's still a funny person. But if they're fun, if they're impactful most of the time, then, you know, I think they're pretty good at what they do. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, as what I was talking about was putting something, th this will be the first time I'm putting something out there for a larger scale. So, I think it's you're gonna get larger feedback, and it's like I mean I'm ner I'm nervous because I don't know what that's gonna be like, but I'm sure it's fine. I do tell myself like Mary. Did the people things? laugh in the room? Yes. Did the people laugh in the room? Okay. Yes. Then you did good. Then you did your job. It's just now whether or not other all the masses of people like it. You did your job. There's somebody who likes everything, but you were impactful during that special, so they laughed. They laughed. You were impactful. Now, if other people watch it and they don't like it, that's fine. There's going to be a bunch of people that do like it. That's the cool thing when yeah. you're in front of masses of people. But the people who don't like it, fuck them. There's right. such a small amount of people who even engage with comedy 
that which is cool with dry bar exposes us to so much more of the world so many more people are getting involved with comedy but in comedy in general is is it's only there's most people have never been to a comedy show they never watch comedy we think they do because we're in it so the people surrounding us we all we think we're like everybody's seen that you don't know it there's comics right now that you know that i don't know that are hilarious that i don't know i have no idea there's famous comics that people have no idea who they are if you go talk to a bunch of your friends like you know tom segura like ask ask family members do you know tom they'll be like tom who you know Bill Burr? Who's that? They don't fucking know them. Yeah. And they're huge. So, and that's something else too I think about or I try to remind myself is is maybe, you know, Tom Segura's audience isn't my, like, they don't like me. There I need go. to find the people who like Mary Upchurch. And, and secondly, Tom Segura cannot perform at every comedy club in the country every night, every weekend. So there's room for everybody. So much just room. Working and moving forward. And those are the things, I don't know why I have to keep reminding myself this. Cause because, it, because, it, because this shit makes you remind yourself that. It's good that you're thinking like that because I feel you, I remind myself, I think everybody should remind themselves that there is room for you. Listen, if there's room, if there's, if there's people doing numbers and there's room for people that really like Chris Rock, they really like Kevin Hart. They really like Jerry Seinfeld. They really like Margaret Cho. They like this. I've seen uh, uh, Kathy Griffin sells the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Kathy Griffin goes and does her thing. Uh, uh, what's the little? What's the uh, the Asian dude? Uh, Bobby Lee. Bobby Joe. Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee. Yeah. Bobby Lee. Funny as fuck. Bobby Lee. Patton Oswalt. Right. Yeah. There's I'm Sarah Silverman. We can keep going. Wanda Sykes. Bill Burr, Tom Segura, uh, John Mulaney. There's room for all of them. And there's room yeah. for so many more that I didn't even mention just now. Yeah. There's so many more, all these people. Some people like both people. Some people just like the person they latch onto. Some people will be like, Mary, you're the funniest fucking person I've ever seen. I know you've had someone say that to you. Mary, you're the funniest fucking person I've ever seen. They like what you do. So there's more people that are gonna be like that. It doesn't have to always be like this com- competition with like, oh, well, all those people like that person or whatever. It's like, it's just working on getting yourself exposed more. So more people that dig Mary can see Mary. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to like collect those people and like, you know, reach out to them and, and just make sure we're connected. So when, you know, when there's the next opportunity, you can invite them and fill it with more people who like you, you know, like that's ideal right there. Um, thank you for this. This is good. Um, Godfrey, Taylor Tomlinson, fucking just you can just keep going like with the names of Sam J right here from Boston. Just the names of Sam J. Yeah, you can keep going right. And Sam J. Sam, now you know Sam J. Right, but we say and we know Sam J's doing her thing. We say Sam J to a lot of other people. There's plenty of people with shows that are on HBO, SNL. There's plenty of people that don't know who people are. Dean Edwards. Do you know who Dean Edwards is? Oh, see, it sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. Okay, see, no, I did. Dean Edwards just did just did something on Netflix with Tiffany Haddish. Dean Edwards used to be on SNL back in the day. Like all these, there's names of people that we're even in the business and we don't know. Like I said, there's plenty of comics that you know that I don't know that are killing it. So what do you want in the next, let's say short term, one year, three years, max? Like what are your goals or what are you kind of looking forward to? I want to make enough to buy you a nice pair of sandals that you're not going to fuck ah! up and that you're not going to break. That's what I want. That's that's going to be my one of my goals. I appreciate that so much. I want to make enough to buy you good wings. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so what was your question? What's my, ah! what are my goals? What do you want in the next one to three years? <sighs> one to three years. Um, I would like to, I would like to build, uh, I would like to build uh, a following enough where I can dictate terms when I go to different cities and put asses in seats and be able to dictate the terms more financially to make, uh, to make everything make more sense all the way around. So, um, I don't want to be a, uh, there's things I want to do and the things I don't want to do. You know what I mean? Like I have a family, you know, I got two little boys, you know what I'm saying? So like, I want to, 
I don't want to be, I'm not going to be like a road dog. Like I'm not that dude. Like I leave, I go and I do these things, but I come home. Like I'm not the dude who's like, oh man, I just did a four month tour. And it was a thing. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to go four month touring, three month touring. I don't want to. Um, I'd rather, I want to be the type of dude that goes out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, back home on Sunday, you yeah. know? Uh, you know, I want to be like that. I want to, I want to balance. I want to balance and manage all of it. I want to be very impactful in my kids' lives. And at the same time, I want to generate the numbers that I want to generate. So it's like burning on both ends, but it's not, it's not nothing to, it's nothing to burn out on. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's that's like what I want to do. Freedom that comes with the success and, and being able to do what you want to do. Yeah, no, I get that. That's nice. Um, you got to be efficient, right? You got to, you're thinking about your family. You got to make, you, you got to be there. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's about being efficient. It's about making the most sense. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're putting asses in seats, then your demand is there. So then you're therefore you're making more money. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, for many years you, you go around and you don't make much and it's just like, I'm just learning. I'm trying, I'm doing my thing. I'm just, I'm letting people know I'm in this city. And so it looks cool to say like, Hey, I'm in this place. And people are like, Oh shit, you're in that place. But really, you know, inside you're like, I ain't making shit doing this fucking. Don't tell place. anybody. Right. They think it's so cool. Right. Right. <laughs> it, which it is, which it is, you know what I mean? I, you know, but, but that's a phase, you know what I'm saying? That's one of the phases that you're doing until you're ready to to not be doing that just for you're not ready to shell out more money to show online that you're somewhere and you're like you can pick your openers your features you can kind of yeah. dictate how things go yeah sometimes right. it's like yeah that looks really good you're there but you didn't really know i had to sit you know uh off stage there's no green room uh, i had yeah. to pay for my own wings um, I, <laughs> I also want to um I also want to do many of these things that I've done so far. I lived in New York for about four years, mm -hmm. three and a half, four years. But most of the things that I've accomplished have come from living in Boston, just going like flying out to LA, flying out to New York or whatever through connections. Um, thankfully, um, I also want to be a person who operates from home base. Uh, I will go out to, I no problem. I'll, I, I'd rather fly to LA, today come back home if like if i have to you know something's yeah. going on right i'd rather do it and go back again later in the week if i have to or stay there for you know three weeks if something has to you know for filming something or something like that as opposed to like pick up and move out there that's where my mind is at right now like i want to be able to i'm sure many people have this dream but i want to i want to i want to do it i want to achieve it i want to i want to not have to move to new york or la in order to do things i want to but so so that's where my head's at i want to be able to yeah. operate navigate and let this be my home base even if i have to i'd rather go get an apartment out there if i had to and and have a place to go if i need to go out there if i have to go out there so frequently i just don't want to have to uproot and live out there and i feel like that i was thinking about that a lot before the pandemic and i'm like and i'm from california so i was like man now i'm sitting here daydreaming do i need to move to la i don't know yeah. and um, the pandemic, I feel like really made that, uh, you don't necessarily have to, and everybody's leaving LA now and, you know, you can be, you can be in other places, especially if you're touring. Um, I'd rather pay a Phoenix rent, you know, and then yeah. work all over. Um, but I feel that too. Um, I was also talking, I think I was talking to Hillary about this and she was like, you move like for me, she was like, well, move when, when you have to when you, you know, it's calling you or you can't not work, you know, if you're not there. So I, yeah, for myself, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good right here. I'm real close to the airport. Um, at least a quick drive or whatever. Um, well, the only contradictory thing I'd say to that, well, you're close enough to LA too, but the only contradictory thing I'd say to that is that some people, they'll be like, when's a good time to go to said city, right? They'll be like, when's a good time to go to LA? When's a good time to go to New York? Well, I think if your heart wants you to go there, I think the sooner you go there, the better. Okay, I agree. Right yeah. now, I say that because some people grew up there, some people live there. Like people always think, they like, live with oh. their mom. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Some people always think like, oh, like I can only move when I'm ready. It's like, no. If you really want to go there, fucking go there. Now, here's what I would say to that: 
if you're not ready for certain opportunities, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't overexpose yourself and fuck up yourself with opportunities trying to be too fast, right? You still need to develop, you still need to be good. And before you put yourself in these positions, you don't want to look shitty and put yourself in these weird positions, but go there and develop, go there, go to these places. Why, why not? Some people grew up there and are there doing just that. And they come through the system, but you know, it's always this weird thinking like, when should I go? When should I go to New York? When should I go to LA? You want to go, go. Yeah. You're going to, it's going to, you got to know that it's going to cost you more to go there now, but you'll get a better lay of the land. Just go hang out. Don't, don't expo- don't fuck yourself up and expose yourself yet. Go do all the mics, go do all the produce shows. And then when you're ready, go start banging it out in the, in the yeah. places that really matter. That's really good advice. Um, um, the older I get, I'm kind of like, no, I think I know. I mean, I, I know to trust my gut, follow my heart, you know, and um, there's still opportunities, you know, things I want to do uh, before I feel like I need to do that. Um, Corey, last question for you. What would your last meal be? I don't, so, and I don't know why it's your last meal. I'm not saying you're on death row or anything, but if you could pick or like put together, what would you have for your last meal? Mm. Uh, for my last meal, I probably would have, um, I probably would have like some, I would have some, um, mm, last meal, huh? You're in deep thought. Like I'm almost sad. Like it's, uh, (laughs) I probably would have sweet potatoes or candy yams with, uh, fried fish, probably croaker or porgy, uh, most likely croaker. Uh, croaker just looks like uh almost if you know uh, uh if you know tilapia uh porgy looks like a smaller version of tilapia and croaker looks like a longer thinner version of that but they're types of fish but croaker is delicious so i would do that fry it up have those whole fish fried uh with um then i would do that with um a place that knew how to make brussels sprouts really good with the little with the bacon and the little sweetness in it and everything like that, but somewhat crunchy as well. So that candy yams, the fried fish, um, I'd have some cornbread with the pieces of corn inside of it. Uh, I would like that. And then I probably would have um, this is my I'm gonna die anyways, my last meal. So (laughs) probably would um, uh, Oh, what would I want? And I probably have a nice piece of cheesecake, uh, just plain just like a plain piece of cheese here no shit on it i don't want anything on it i just want a big <laughs> hunk of it and yeah. uh that's what i would have yum that sounds delicious um thank you so much Corey. i feel like i feel like i've been talking to all my boston friends or my my new england friends lately it seems like um maybe it's just the universe you know Bri- who else did you talk to Glow. Glow was out here a couple weeks ago for the little festival at stir crazy what was that festival? I didn't get any invite, no call, no nothing. It was um, it was scheduled for 2020. Like, so the submissions were probably in 2019. Oh, okay. And they set it up and then they, they postponed it and canceled it. But the submissions for next year are open and it was a contest. How'd um, that go and who won? Jessica and Sarah won and it was really good. The, all the finalists were so good. Um, but Jessica, she won it and, uh, she won a thousand dollars. So it's definitely like worth, oh, and like the judge, the owner booker of stir crazy, uh, the booker from house, one of the bookers from house of comedy, you know, so it was like good industry there. Um, and it was a broken drift production. So, you know, it's fun. Yep. Um, and then how did we go do? He was great. I mean, I thought he was going to win. He was in the finals. Um, the finals were, were Brian. Chip Nicholson, uh, Key Lewis. Chip. Yeah. Chip don't go away, boy. Thought, Chip be around, boy. I thought Chip was going to win, too. I, everybody was so strong. Key Lewis, um, Jessica, and Sarah. Key Lewis? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, lots of experience there. I mean, yeah. everybody was like, whoa, wait. You know, like, 
So we had a lip sync battle at the end. That was fun. That's always a good time. Of course we did. Of course we did. Um, uh, but let's see. No, um, Jay Whitaker messaged me. His wife's in the finals for the Patriots cheerleader. So I'm super excited about that. So I'm just all my East Coast friends. That's my dude. So we'll have to have you. Jay and I do a podcast together now. So we'll have to have you on our podcast. Absolutely. Yes. I need to get out there eventually. I think I'll like Boston. Yes. I think you would. Yeah. I think you would definitely love it. Where can people follow you? What do you want them to do, Corey Rodriguez? All right, you guys, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Corey Rods, C-O-R-E-Y-R-O-D-S. There you can find some funny voiceover videos. You guys can ask Denzel Washington questions, and I will answer (laughs) them back to you as Denzel Washington. Just DM me your questions, and then I will answer you back. Um, Also, uh, you can find me, I don't know if you find me on Facebook, uh, Corey Rodriguez, Corey with an E, Rodriguez with an S. And if I'm coming to your area and you want to see a schedule and dates and everything, go to CoreyRodriguez.com. CoreyRodriguez.com. That's Corey with an E, Rodriguez with an S. Awesome. That S on Rodriguez is unique. Portuguese. Is that what it is? Portuguese? Yeah, Portuguese. Whenever you see somebody with an S, Portuguese. When you see the Z, it's like Latin, like Spanish. Puerto Rican. Thank you for clearing that up. I didn't know that. Um, It's been great talking to you. Thank you so much. Everybody, thanks for listening to Wings with Friends. Go out and follow Corey on Instagram and all of the things. And we'll see you next time on Wings with Friends. Bye.